In the last episode, Prince Adam and his twin sister, Adora, were returning to Eternia. But unknown to them, Hordak followed, determined to capture Adora and force her to serve the Horde again. While Adora had a joyful reunion with her father and mother, Hordak was meeting his old pupil, Skeletor. Skeletor, who had once been a member of the Horde, was not pleased to see Hordak. Nevertheless, he promised to help Hordak capture Adora and take her back to Etheria. And now, the final chapter of the Sword of Shira. So the big news is that She-Ra Season 5 is dropping on Friday. And so Lauren had this great idea. Instead of just doing like a random say what you think is going to happen episode, she thought it would be really cool if we did like a uh, – if we had a organization to it. And so what we're doing is uh, She-Ra Season 5 prediction bingo. Do you want to explain what that is, Lauren? So this is going to be – a play along at home thing that we hope you engage us with. We hope you tweet us and play this too, because I'm going to be playing with this card as we watch season five. So we're going to give you 24 predictions and you can go to your bingo card generator of choice. I can even put a link to one up on our Facebook page and you can plug in our list of 24. So your squares get randomized and see if you can get five in a row of our predictions and get a bingo throughout the season. So to make it, I guess, a little bit harder, I think we've chosen some predictions that we feel really strongly about and some that are less predictions, more jokes. At least I did just to make we don't want to fill up the whole card. <laughs> we want it to be a game. Yeah, I would say I to the if, if people do play along, I would send a prize to the first person who completes the card, honestly. But I don't know what that prize will be, but I'll do it. I'll do it, man. All right. we You heard it here first. Eric will send you money from his own personal wallet. Not, oh, <laughs> no. no. Okay. A prize. So I think we can go through what our predictions are, and hopefully by sort of expounding on them, we'll also be telling you a little bit of what we saw in the trailer and in some of the released footage and poster and things that maybe helped us make these predictions. We're going to alternate with our predictions. Um, so Lauren pitched these and gave some ideas just to get us thinking. And then I did, I try not to really consider hers when writing mine and vice versa. So we might have some that repeat. So uh, if we do, we'll toss those and come up with new ones together at the end. Does that sound good, Lauren? Yes. I'm going to do a little bit of editing like on the fly in hopes that we don't say anything twice. But yes, if we overlap, we're going to do some improv. Nice. All right. Uh, do you want to start? Sure. So, it was your idea. Yes. So my first prediction, and I have to say, y'all know that I don't ship it. But at this point, I believe Catradora is going to become canon. I think we have to decide for Catradora canon what we need to see to, like, say that this bingo counts. Do you think it's a kiss? I think I'm willing to say it's a kiss. I would say anything that's romantic without subtext. 
Like that is overtly romantic. Okay, we'll, we'll say that. Which might be it a It doesn't kiss. have to be a kiss. It probably will be, but it doesn't have to be. It can be just overtly romantic and you don't have to read between the lines. Someone says, I love you, something like that. But Catradora Cannon is my number one. That's fascinating. I'm moving my number 12 up to number one as the clear counterpoint. So I hope you people out there who play along don't get these in the same row. Mine is that the new prime ship will be Catra Glimmer. Oh, so I read when you sent that to me, and I thought you just meant, like, people were going to ship it. And, like, of course they are, but you're saying something's actually going to happen? I mean that that will become the driving, like, will they, won't they, the Ross and Rachel, if you will, of of Princesses of Power. Okay. I think, uh, again, that one's going to be a little bit hard to, like, solidify, you know, because I think you could make an argument for that pretty easily but you're saying it's indirect you're saying one cannot coexist with the other or they can like catradora they cannot coexist like if catradora happens catra glimmers off the table oh, man. I'd, i i guess i'm talking partially about like fan reaction like i i suspect though or or maybe i hope or maybe i just i think it's possible that catra glimmer uh, Glimatra, I don't know what you would call them, will become the uh, the the key focus. So we'll All see. All right. I mean, I can get behind that, especially because I've said in a previous season that I think Catra deserves love and a healthy relationship, but not from Adora. So if it's Glimmer, that's fine. And you're exactly right. Uh, you have doomed people's bingo cards already. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Tough luck, everyone. All right. My next prediction is new sword. And it doesn't mean she's going to get the sword of protection back. That wouldn't be good enough. It has to be a different looking sword, a new different sword. It can be called the sword of protection. Fine. But I actually, um, my personal thought is that there's going to be a new sword design and it might even look more like the eighties version because a lot of the other design upgrades in the show so far have nodded to the 80s so it's to get the bingo it's just new sword but you can draw a little smiley face for lauren next to it if it happens to look more vintage i agree with you and my number two kind of uh runs parallel to yours maybe slight intersection i think that there will be a transformation without the sword great so those two can coexist but they are separate like she's going to transform without the sword and then later could get a new sword but transforming with the new sword does not meet yours. Correct. Right. This is a this is this is good. It does make the card I think hard to achieve, and it does give room to breathe over the entire season because I could see one of those things happening earlier in the season than the other. Absolutely. To continue on the shipping ship, <laughs> I'm going to say there's going to be some entrap deck fan service. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to kiss. That doesn't necessarily mean they have to end up in a relationship. But I could see one of them being motivated by the other when the other is in uh, a state of distress or even um, entrapped as a reaction to Hordak when he has, I think we, I think we've, we watched his mind get wiped. We're going to see the results of that. But entrapped Dak fan service, something that... Um, Give some nourishment to those of us who, who ship it. It doesn't have to be canon, though. I agree that that will happen. My number three, again, runs similar to yours. 
I I imagine that Hordak will become in quotes restored and become a hero. Interesting. So I think the latter part of that is really what makes that prediction unique. Yeah, and by hero, I don't mean like he's not necessarily a pure angel. I just mean he's going to join the side of the rebels to uh, to bring down Horde Prime. Now, what if he wants to take down Horde Prime, but he is a separate like entity? If he wants to take down Horde Prime to conquer Etheria for himself, then you would not score the square. Great, I gotcha. My next one is that we are going to see Castle Grayskull. She says, for the honor of Grayskull, and if they don't literally show us what Grayskull is before this is all over, I think that would be bonkers. Yeah, I was talking to past guests and friend Ryan Ferguson about this, and like... Not to spoil my other notes, but I'm guessing a lot of references to Masters of the Universe are probably out at this point in the show. But the fact that, like, Grayskull is still lingering and that some of the, like, little animated shorts have even pointed to that fact, we must... Grayskull should be explained. Uh, Yeah. It should be. I'm literally, like, I want to see the castle on screen. That is what my quantifier for this one is. It's Castle Grayskull. I mean, maybe they'll do, like, a homage to the classic transformation where it'll be in the background. Yeah, that would count. That would be cool. So mine is, again, I have one not dissimilar from that. I think that in this season, Adora will learn that she is a princess by blood. And I've said this from the very beginning. That could be done in very coy ways. I could even see that being, like, the very last episode is she learns that her parents are royalty on this other planet. And that could be done without seeing adam and king randor and queen marlena but i think that she will learn that adora is royalty i'm going to raise the stakes even higher and i'm gonna say this is not one i actually believe in super strongly but um we keep getting fan mail from our uh, listener lucas gutierrez he is the fan who really believes in um kyle actually being adam And I don't believe that. That's not what this is. But let me come around to it. Lucas sent us some fan art inspired by Return of the Jedi, that moment when Luke reveals to Leia that they're siblings and it's got Adam and Adora in it. Uh, Lucas also made us a cool Catra YouTube video that you can check out. It's called The Tribute to a Very Toxic Catra. But I just can't stop thinking about Adam because we have this, this sect of our fan base that just really wants to see him. And so I'm also gonna say a bingo square is Adam. Uh, I don't know if they have the rights, but I'm going to say this does include if there is a nameless blonde brother just like drawn in or even a silhouette of a king and a queen and a little boy like those would all count. Um, but some even if it's just an an illusion, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice and make an atom square. I think silhouette feels most likely to me. Also, I think creators have gone on record as saying there's no Adam, no sorceress in this season. But also, creators lie. And I will never accept that as evidence. In fact, I'm quite sure that Noel and co. have said things definitely won't happen that already have happened. So, I don't think we can put any stock in that. All by way of saying, I, I don't think Adam is likely, but I certainly think it's possible. Right, and I want some of these squares to be less likely than others. Uh, my next one also involves Adam, kind of. Uh, it's a very Eric thing. I am sure that something will happen in this season that 
will be able that I will be able to twist into a reference to the new adventures of He-Man. So the actual bingo card square is obscure reference to new adventures. Ah, so we might on our podcast need to inform people when in fact that bingo got checked off. Because not everyone has seen it. I don't know if I would know when I saw it. No, but I'll, don't worry. I'll explain it at length and uh, Jacob Torbeck will agree Great. with me. Great. Important. We're the, two, we're the two leading this charge at this point. Uh, speaking of vintage obscure stuff, I'm, I'm going to go for one of my weird ones. So the end of the 80s Shira was called Swifty's Baby. And Swiftwind in that episode had a baby. And that was how the 80s show ended. Um, I don't know if this is even remotely feasible. They certainly haven't been building to anything like this. But as an homage to the 80s, I think Swiftwind is going to get a mate and or a baby. And maybe it will be during some sort of epilogue or something, but Swiftwind has always stood out to me as very, being very bizarrely alone in this in this show. Like, it's just this walking, talking, magical unicorn pegasus that hangs out with a bunch of humans and talks about justice for horses. It just, it would make my heart a little bit warmer if Swiftwind got like a partner or a child, if we had another character that matched him. Um, and just a weird tribute to the eighties. So Swiftwind gets a partner or a baby. I wasn't on board at all until you said the last thing that you said, which was what, what part of that, that he's very alone in the show. So there would be a narrative sense to giving him a partner, but I, so far, this is the one that I'm least sure will get. Me too, bud. Me too. My, my Swiftwind number because i also have one is much more simple i think swiftwind will sing again swiftwind sings well yeah and given the actors like broadway chops i think that makes a lot of sense no swiftwind's actor is uh is a comedian. oh right i'm thinking you're of, thinking of seahawk. i'm thinking of seahawk okay i guess we'll switch for the back half i'll okay. lead um so my next one is that Lauren will embrace seahawk in this season it's that one's probably pretty likely i was watching the trailer and they show him fighting for a second, and it looked really cool, and I had a real crisis of conscience. I went, oh my gosh, it's going to happen, isn't it? You'll have to let us know. So there's this, now there's two where you have to listen to our show to fill Yeah, although in. you'll probably be able to guess, like, oh, Lauren's going to love that Seahawk moment. I think you might be able to guess, but we would appreciate if you listened to us to confirm. Also, my, my partner Alex has really glommed on to... Uh, Seahawk as a character and now that I see Seahawk as like an analog for someone very precious to me in my life the times they are a changing all right so I will give um and another tribute to the 80s I think Madame Raz will fly on a broom and I'm really I really struggled with whether or not to include something like this because we saw Raz reference broom already as a sort of like wink to the 80s and we saw Lookie up in the trees as a reference to the 80s and for a while I thought things were just going to stop there. But I still think Raz is very unresolved and the nature of her magic is unresolved. What better way to show that she really actually has it and she is magic than to let her do some of the razzle-dazzle. So my embodiment of that is that Madame Raz flies on a broom. I like that. I could totally see that happening. 
I've got another 80s one. I think they're going to sneak in one final classic Motu pop villain cameo. And the tradition of Grizzlor and Leech and Octavia. And I think there's been at least one other one. Uh, now, who could it be? It could be Dragstore, the horde guy who had a wheel in his chest. <laughs> it could be Mosquitoor. The horde guy whose symbol was made of blood, and he would drink blood, and it would fill up and look red. But we know I who bet you want it to be. I bet it's gonna be Mantena. So the official bingo square is classic Motu pop cameo Mantena? Question yeah, mark. Yeah, you can. So any any will the do. The little Eric but... smiley face goes next to it if it's Mantena. Yeah, I think I, I have a feeling. He'd be he'd be where I put my money as well if I had to choose. I mean, it's a glaring, uh, glaring omission. Although I believe it, it was one of the writers. I, was it, um, was it Catherine who told us that the reason we haven't seen Mantena is because he's still in Hordak's trapdoor? <laughs> I think that was maybe more to please us than anything, though. Well, yeah, but you know, this show is canon, so uh, I have another uh, kind of on the side of good. And you haven't seen this one because I picked this one right before we started recording. I have been poring over the season five trailer and trying to pick out what in it is significant and what in it is not significant. We know from our friends at DreamWorks that they are very careful about what screenshots they let out and what footage they include. So they don't want to spoil anything. And so I had to imagine all of the stuff in this trailer was intentional. There is a scene where we see Adora and Glimmer and Bo running across like a rocky cliff. And there are three other characters with them and I cannot tell who they are. There's definitely a potential that they're just some citizens like we see in the clip that recently got released that there's a lot more like Whispering Woods sort of people that are in hiding and running from the horde. So maybe they're nobody. But I think a plot point in season five is that some of the original members of the original Alliance are going to come back. And namely, when I see that minute of a screenshot, I think it's the Star Sisters. The reason I picked the Star Sisters is because they're already on the mural in the war room and they were drawn in Princess Prom, so they exist. I'm going to make the bingo square um, any member of the original Alliance comes back. But if it's the Star Sisters, I will be feeling especially st uh, stoked for predicting it. Um, I just imagine like the return of King Micah and the opening of the planet to the, uh, the rest of the galaxy might inspire some old, tired, uninvolved people to pick up the battle again. So here's hoping. That is really cool. Thanks, Thanks, I thought so. I like that. All right, let's go back to the characters and drama that makes this show as tasty as it is. I expect a super emotive, Oscar-worthy reconciliation speech from Glimmer this season. Probably early. Glimmer gets an Academy Award. That's the square. Great. I think that is very likely, and I'm going to give another super cinematic likely one. In fact, this one might even be confirmed already based on some of the stuff we saw in the trailer, but I think there's going to be an epic space battle. And what's mm. going to make this unique, because uh, we've already seen there are spaceships and they're firing on people. Like, we know that. 
but it has to be a battle in space between ships in space, like a Star Wars-style space battle. So it's not just the presence of spaceships, but like, let's say Mara's ship goes up there and gets in a dogfight with someone, that would count. It's got to be a spaceship fight in space. I think that makes a lot of sense. I like it. I'm going to say, speaking of like fantastical tropes, I'm going to say the rainbow comes back. That came back in the comic. I don't think we're done with it on the show. Yeah, especially seeing it in the comic. That seems like something that they're going to pull out again. Yeah. And I mean, the gay agenda ever present, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You need to you need to hammer it in a little further. Oh, that's what she said? Yeah. Okay, anyway. It's mm. not great. It's not cool. So my number 21 is based on some character art that we've seen. And Horde Prime has hair that actually, um, at least in the character art, detaches from his shoulders and sort of sticks into things like a, like a plug or like a USB charger. And I think Horde Prime is going to have his hair tentacles jammed into a person in like a creepy and painful and unfortunately, maybe like borderline sexual, that's going to show up in some fan fiction type way. I think he's going to use his hair and it's going to get jammed into somebody. So I don't know how to put that on a bingo card. I guess you just say hair tentacles. But it's just a really visceral scene. Like, I'm very afraid of needles in real life. And anything that sort of breaks the skin like that just squicks me out. So it ended up on my list. Yeah, maybe you'll understand where I'm coming from. Like... Obviously, a vaccine to COVID is the only thing that's going to end this madness, and we're all going to get it. But I am not unafraid to get that vaccine, just because I hate needles. Yeah, I um, was supposed to get a flu shot at my last job and went all the way to the place where the, the shots were. And the smell of the area like made my face turn super hot and my head started swimming and I almost passed out and I never got to do it. I feel that. Yeah, shots um, make me nauseous for sure. But I think when it comes to COVID, we're just going to have yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I'd go for that, of course. Yeah. Unlike Hall & Oates, you can go for that. So my second to last, uh, speaking of bad guys, Shadow Weaver's arc bad again then good again so i think we're gonna see her do a double flop in this season right now it looks like she's on the side of the angels i think she's gonna switch and do something bad and then ultimately i think she'll be redeemed and do something good and maybe even self-sacrificial so that's the bonus that's the eric smiley if she sacrifices herself she goes bad and then ends up and maybe dies good yes all right, my second to last is my is definitely the far more reasonable of the two. One of mine is a joke, and this one is the serious one. I think Catra gains a suppressed superpower. I'm I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go so far as to say she's a princess. I know there's a lot of people saying hashtag Princess Catra, and I I guess it's kind of in that vein because I'd be happy to have that plot line, but I'm not sold on it. I think the reason Catra was captured and as, as a child and put in the horde was she has some sort of power 
that's being somehow suppressed or denied to her. Um, I think it's the ability to transform into a cat. We did see the panther face very briefly in the the trailer. Some people have said they think that's Claudine, uh, but the panther look is way more Catra transformation than Catra's like pet toy tiger cat. So I'm going to say Catra gains a suppressed power. She doesn't necessarily have to be a princess, but she has a, a super thing that she can do. It happens, and it might be her transforming into a cat. I, I'm also willing to accept that she may gain this superpower by being like experimented on or tortured, like um, maybe Horde Prime forces it out of her. But either way, she gains some sort of massive cool superpower. It also feels like it would be weird to introduce a pet for Catra this late in the yeah. game. I think a transformation is way more likely. So I like that. I think that's very cool. All right, my last one, which I think this is probably true, but, again, there's an Eric Smiley face that I think is only a me fan theory. I think Angela's still alive, and I think she's on Eternia. Mm. Yeah, Angela Lives was on my original card, and then I crossed it off because you had the extra attorney a bit, so I wanted you to have it. But I, I agree that she's still out there. I think in the moment where... Um, it, just a lot of reasons. They, they The way they explain what portals are, the way Micah is like, wait, I'm not dead, I just feel like they're going to go on a quest to get her back. Yeah, and I know I've said this before, but like... In the Portal episode at the end of Season 3, the phrasing is that they're going back to where it all began. And all I can think of is that it all began on Eternia. And Adora doesn't go through that portal, but Angela does. And so whatever Eternia is in this show, whether it's a starship, a colony, a planet, another dimension, I think that's where Angela is. If I'm right, you guys owe me money. <laughs> eh? Eh? Oh, man, I actually had two more, and one is one that I actually believe in, and one is the joke one. Which one should I do? Oh, I was going to say do the one you believe in, and then the joke one can be, like, a extra credit. Like, if you get Okay, it, let's do it that way. Then So, the one yeah. I truly actually believe in, I'm calling A Kingdom for Scorpia. Uh, Scorpia's plotline is that she is a princess, but the Horde came and conquered her world, her runestone got taken away. She doesn't know if she's going to be a good princess and she's convinced to become one. But right now she's only one physically. I think in season five, she's going to get a kingdom. Uh, that could be the survivors of her previous people. That could be she's made the princess of some sort of interesting refugee type situation where it's not necessarily the scorpion people, but just anyone needing a home and then she'll finally like get the friendship and commitment that she has been seeking and then she'll get to be a princess in, in a way other than physical so my last square is a kingdom for scorpio nice now what's your joke one? we have to decide if the joke one happens because it's about imp and my last imp theory about like imp being like a crafted body from a from a tube and there's probably other ones and it was like a secondary body for Hordak. I pulled that out of my butt and it was true. So this is another imp one. And what are we going to do if this wild imp theory happens? Uh, I think if, if this one happens, then people can claim any space. It's like a double freebie. Okay. If you get this one, you can claim any space. 
And if this happens in the show, um, I'm going to personally make a charitable donation somewhere. I'm going to donate $100 somewhere. So, Okay, that's right. awesome. <laughs> I'll, I can't say I'll match it, but I'll give something Great. as well. So my, my ultimate ridiculous prediction is that Imp dies. Uh, Imp dies protecting Hordak. Like, maybe um, Horde Prime is abusing or torturing him, and Imp tries to intervene and gets killed. And I imagine this happening in a sort of, like, Hedwig in Harry Potter, how Hedwig died, and you were just like, that was just so unnecessary. He was just, like, a background good friend. Why would you even do that but to hurt us? And I think that's the sort of punches that are going to get... Uh, they're not going to pull any more punches. That's what's going to happen in this season. They're going to start doing stuff for the feels. So Imp is going to die protecting Hordak, and then we feel bad for a creepy baby because the writers of this show can give us the feels about literally anything. And if that happens, $100 charity donation, and we'll decide at that time where it goes. Wow. Okay. You heard it here first. (laughs) And yeah, remember... If you will put all these up with the episode in a text list and Lauren will link to a bingo card generator. If you play along honestly and you get a bingo, the first person who submits their card to us, I will send you something cool. It will not be money, but it will be something cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's you have to be the first person to tell us because we're sure like maybe someone gets it and then tells us two days later. Like, sorry, if, if you didn't tell us first, we can't do anything about that. Right, but also it would be really against the spirit of this if you just, like, fake-generated a card with, like, exactly the right, uh, like, the right alignment of things to, to get the bingo. We obviously won't know if you do that, but, like, just be honest, yeah? We're all in this together, guys. Just be Yeah, chill. you know, like, you don't have to do this, but if you want to add some legitimacy to your participation and, like, show us your card when you make it and just say you're excited to play, it would be fun to know to begin with that you're out there and you're going to be playing along. Um, it's not going to, like, disqualify you from the win if you don't do that, but it would look way more legit if we saw it at the beginning and then we saw you win, too, so... Don't be afraid to reach out to us. This is the last season of the, you know, the Netflix show. It's if you've never talked to us before, now is the time. And speaking of people talking to us, Lauren, what a good setup you have just done. Because before we leave for the day, we want to cover a few more fan letters. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I only had one more and uh, it was not a super long letter, but we got some more fan art. Uh, a listener named Tef Fetty sent us two drawings of Catra. One is Catra drawing art. In their headcanon of Catra, uh, Catra has like a side hobby in which they're an artist, and I thought that was pretty cool. And they also sent us a fan art of Catra seeing Shadow Weaver when she looked in the mirror, which is a really cool commentary and a sad commentary on how sometimes people become like their abusers and how Catra was sort of becoming more like Shadow Weaver throughout the show. So thank you for that fan art. We always enjoy looking at what you send us. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I have two from our emails. Uh, first with an apology, especially to uh, to Maddie Schlarman, um, who wrote to us back on February 7th and said, among other things, 
If I'm not on your show, as you mentioned, all who write you are, I might be a little offended. I am a teen with hot takes ready to be featured. Or is it a hot teen near you? Oh, I was hoping we could get through just an episode without that creeping in. (laughs) Uh, Without what, Lauren's love of hot teens? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So I'm sorry, Maddie. Um, So yeah, things got pretty crazy. It just... To remind everybody, I opened a restaurant and uh, that took over my life and the pandemic hit. And uh, so I apologize for not writing you back, but we will feature you on our show. I also want to say Maddie um, sent in a picture of her dog, uh, Mishka, and she said, uh, we are both very sad to hear about your dog's passing and he wants to send you a smile to spread sh- some cheer. So there's a very nice picture of a very good dog in our inbox. Aww. Uh, hi, Mishka. Yeah. So Maddie wrote a very nice letter talking about um, our response to the whole like queer baiting She-Ra scandal. And it does kind of touch on, especially what Lauren was saying about the graphic novel, um, that I guess I, I didn't watch Voltron, but according to Maddie, uh, which I believe, you know, there are, there's a lot of cartoons and Voltron was among them that maybe talked up representation more than they uh, they earn. And I, I just think that's an important thing to be aware of. So, you know, Maddie's saying, let's let's just make sure that the things we celebrate, we're celebrating because they put the work in and not because the PR departments are saying how progressive they are. So I think that's a very, very good point. And I thank you for taking the time to express that. And I'm sorry that it took me three months to write you back and your dog is very nice. You had one more, right? I do. So I this seems like a good place to close. Uh our friend Wellington Smith wrote in with his own predictions for season five. And there's, there's a bullet pointed list here. So this could kind of be like a, another bingo card. So maybe you can fill up a, if Wellington, uh, if you want to generate a bingo card out of these, I can't promise, but maybe Wellington will send you something special. (laughs) See how I'm putting our listeners on the hook now. Which ones do we think are particularly good or cool? So Wellington also thinks Queen Angela will return from the Vortex and reunite with Micah and Glimmer and that they will return to their leadership roles. Oh, interesting. Um, I, I don't know if I'd agree. I would I would imagine they would like retire and let Glimmer continue to rule. So we're certainly not copying predictions. No. Uh, as far as Swiftwind, Wellington thinks Swiftwind will petition the kingdoms to enact animal rights and advocate for planet-wide justice. Uh, Bo will become an advisor and assistant to the new king and queen. That's kind of a sub-point of the previous point about Angela and Michael. Uh, Micah, not Michael. King Michael. Um, Double Trouble will return to the Valley of the Lost. We kind of forgot about them, actually. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they get up to I this season. I was sincerely trying to come up with a prediction for them, and I couldn't come up with one. Like... Their their arc kind of got wrapped up pretty neatly with them poking at Catra and like cracking Catra's deceit wide open and then kind of bailing. So I don't know what's going to happen to them. Here's a couple really interesting ones too about characters we didn't talk about. Um, Kyle and Rogelio stay together no matter what, whether they return to the Fright Zone or strike out to explore Etheria. Agreed. Um, Lonnie is too independent to pledge herself to any kingdom and maybe joins Seahawk on the scene. That is really neat. Uh, Huntaro will rule the Crimson Waste as a semi-autonomous region affiliated with Bright Moon. 
and Hordak will remain mind-wiped. Wellington closes his letter by saying, Damn, this is sad. I don't want the show to ever end. Yeah, I'm glad, like I said at the very beginning of the first part of this episode, that the story is being told, and that's going to be it, and I'm sure we'll have many tears. Um, But that might very well mark the end of this podcast, too. The last time we tried to end it, a Netflix reboot got announced and kept us going, but I don't know what it would take now. Well, we previously had said we were going to try to get to 100 episodes. So let's, just for fun, let me see where we're at. We're at 78 episodes. So we would need to do 22 to get to 100. There's 13 this season. So we'd have to do nine more. I mean, we've done two extra ones already. So we're at seven more. Maybe. I'd say that's a little higher than what I would guess we would just, like, bullshit out. But... I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah, I feel like if we come up with maybe some creative live show ideas. And live shows are still a thing in the future. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Remember live shows. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I mean, we're probably not going to be doing this too much longer. I didn't know that I'd have time to do this at all. But, you know, restaurant industry is not really hopping right now. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm glad to be back talking to Lauren. It's kind of fun to record on my couch. You know, even though we're not together, we're still kind of together. Yeah, it's fun to record with a dog. I did, in fact, specifically buy Pop-Tarts because my partner was like, how are you going to record if you don't have that snack? And I literally, like, actually panicked. And so I was eating Pop-Tarts at the beginning of the episode because some traditions will not be allowed to die. Do you think that... So, okay, serious question. So there's 13 episodes, right? So the season is going to take us from uh, May 15th, so let's see, through like August 21st. That's my very quick read of what 13 weeks is. Do you think by August 21st in Illinois we will be allowed to gather? I would say that seems likely. I would not bet that the whole state will be open because i know and if we follow the governor's lead we're definitely going to be last here in chicago but by that late in august i i don't want to like curse anything but unless we get a second like spike i could see like a a, a gatherings of 10 or less kind of thing happening right because that's phase three i think right which they're saying maybe even phase four by August, so I could see phase three happening by then. Will our studio be open? I don't know. That's that's not up to us. But maybe we'll be able to reconvene. I will say a little bit of a spoiler. Uh, Lauren and I wanted to go back to L.A. when the show ended, and I just I don't see that being in the cards, unfortunately. Weirdly, it would be safer for us to drive there at this point because I'm not fucking getting on a plane anytime soon. But uh, maybe one day, huh? Yeah, and I'd be willing to do that road trip, but only when places were actually open. Like, imagine going there and not being able to go to the restaurants or the bars. So we're going to be back on Friday with a review of the first episode of the She-Ra season. And I don't know, Lauren, is there anything else you want to say? No, just that we'll be doing them week to week. And so obviously Netflix kind of dumps the whole season at once. And maybe 13 weeks from now, uh, maybe the fandom will already be interested in something else, some some new show, some new thing. But stick around with us. You have really um, 
given us a really bright thing in this pandemic. Sheltering in place and, and talking to you guys about our favorite show, it means a lot, and we hope maybe we can bring you through too. And so it is the last season. The bingo card is something new. If you have any ideas for guests you'd like us to talk to, we still do have some of that access. If you have ideas for extra episodes, like if um, we did some of the Let's Plays, we did some tabletop stuff. Um, if there's a conversation you want to make sure we have, a political issue or an 80s throwback that we have to cover before this is all done, uh, you you know where to find us. We have our Facebook page, we have our Gmail, we'll talk about it in the end credits, and we can't wait to make this the best season for you. If you want to hear me talk about why the Final Fantasy VII Remake is kind of like J.J. Abrams' first Star Trek movie, I could definitely do that for an hour so just throwing that out there um yeah i guess i hadn't thought about it but we're kind of in lame duck season right now like people might binge all of shira on friday and then decide they're done with it so we can do whatever the fuck we want so maybe this will become a final fantasy podcast who knows i probably i I think we could fit in like a musical episode and like an asmr episode at least (laughs) (laughs) musical meaning you and i sing Anything Perfect. All right, I've got my guitar right here with me. I bought a tambourine. I'll I'll shake it. <laughs> all right, this is all coming together. We have to go plan. All right, everybody, we'll see you Friday. Be safe. Seriously, um, stay home if you can, and uh, take care of each other. Yep. If you're in an area where you have to wear a mask, please wear a mask. Don't go outside unless you have to. And uh, during the Shira binge on Friday. Stay hydrated, have tissues near you, call someone you love. It's going to be a wild ride. Thanks for listening to She-Ra, Progressive of Power. If you like our show, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We super appreciate it. You can also send in any feedback you have to our email address, progressiveofpower at gmail.com or to our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash progressiveofpower. I think that the original joke we made was like, if you write to us, you can be a guest on the show because that was happening for a while. Uh, In the pandemic, that's not going to be a thing. We love you and we're sorry. (laughs) Well, weirdly, I think it's easier to have people on the show now because we used to not want to do Skype calls uh, because audio fidelity is worse. But at this point, like... We have no choice. So I would almost go the opposite route. I'd say this is the time to bring on anybody who doesn't fucking live in Chicago. Let's see if we can get through a whole season without any local guests.